Hello and welcome to a, another special episode of the Highly Strange Podcast with me, Lewis, and everybody else. Yeah, the entire Highly Strange HQ. We're all here. Everyone say hello. 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 Hi. <laughs> so I've got a, um, a non-paranormal episode for us on this New Year's oh, Eve. Right. It's uh, <laughs> I did warn you that like, it's not paranormal, but it's quite fun. Tangentially related to something we've spoken about before. We've never actually explained before that we don't know the other person's story, have we? No, we, we started, the idea was that we weren't going to know anything, and then it turned out that we all knew what we were talking about. Yeah, but we don't tell each other which story we're going to cover week to week. No. So even if you know the story, it at least comes as a surprise. Mostly because we don't know what we're going to do until well, we start writing yeah, it. I don't much. have a clue. <laughs> but now, this time, there's Lulu against three people that don't know. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Valued for its long shelf life, portability and high content of fat, protein, calcium and phosphorus, cheese is an ancient <laughs> food oh, whose gosh. origins predate recorded history. <laughs> It oh, is... I can feel this wheeling into something. <laughs> <laughs> it is estimated that cheese originated in the year 8000 BCE when sheep began to become domesticated and their stomach linings were used to store food and most likely milk, resulting in the milk being turned into curds and whey by the rennet naturally found in aforementioned stomach lining. So that's delicious, isn't it? <laughs> I knew this was coming at some point. didn't think it was approaching so quickly. Well, <laughs> the earliest evidence of cheesemaking dates back to the year 5500 BC and was found in Poland, where strainers coated in milk fat molecules were discovered. Nice. So in case you're wondering, <laughs> the earliest cheeses were likely soft, crumbly and sour, much like feta. Lovely. Oh, I like what, feta. Well, yeah, well, that's yeah. one of our favourites. Okay. So we're talking about cheese. <laughs> right. Born on the 15th of March, 1767, to Irish immigrants, Andrew Jackson would grow up <laughs> encouraged by his mother to join the local militia and fight the British and would subsequently be imprisoned by them. Remember, though, that he said he'd rather fight the British than the Bell Witch. He did say that. <laughs> so, yeah, we did mention Andrew Jackson in passing in the Bell Witch episode. I'm yeah. glad you remember. Yeah, uh, just... <laughs> so in prison, he would be slashed with a sword re- for refusing to shine a British officer's boots. We come off really well in this segment of history. We always do. <laughs> <laughs> he would go on to contract smallpox in prison and almost die of starvation, feeding his hatred of the British. <laughs> Jackson would go on to develop a career in land speculation and would eventually become a US senator. He also owned a cotton plantation and... All that's entailed with that. Jackson would go on to enthusiastically join the war against the British in 1812. He was appointed the general of the Tennessee militia, who was who he would then lead to multiple victories. At the Battle of New Orleans, Jackson claimed the one major victory over the British in the war. With 5,000 men, he soundly defeated 7,500 British soldiers. The British had over 2,000 casualties, while Jackson's army only suffered around 70. Wow, that's, that's so he a did, big difference. He did yeah. bloody well. They're all pumped with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> During the Battle of New Orleans, the US soldiers said Jackson was as tough as Old Hickory, which would go on to become his nickname. Old Hickory. Yeah. Old Hickory. It's like wood, isn't it? 
okay. that you make like pipes and shit out of. Yeah. I don't know. Don't use it in smoking. Yeah, like yeah, you, you sp- when you smoke meat. Yeah, you smoke meat with it, don't you? Meat. Yeah. Meat. <laughs> Jackson first ran for president in 1824. He lost the election to John Quincy Adams despite receiving more votes in the election. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's pretty usual. Um, <laughs> this was because no candidate received a majority of votes, leaving Congress to decide who would be president. They chose Adams. In 1828, Jackson ran again. This time he won the election, despite his opponents attacking him in many personal ways, including attacks on his wife, Rachel. Rachel died a few weeks before Jackson's inauguration, and he blamed her death partially on his opponents' accusations. So it's like much like in recent American elections, it was pretty savage. Like they would be quite personal. It's pretty much always been mud mudslinging, isn't it? Yeah. So in the late eighteen thirties, New York was prospering. The Erie Canal had been open for a decade, and commerce, energized by the canal, had started to make New York an economic powerhouse. New Yorkers were proud of their city and its newfound growth, none more so than a prosperous dairy farmer named Thomas Meacham. Meacham wasn't actually a supporter of Jackson's politics. In fact, Meacham supported his his rival, Henry Clay. However, he was just very, very motivated about the prospering dairy industry and believed that making a giant cheese for the president would celebrate the region's success as a centre of farming and industry. Brilliant. He's got a point. (laughs) So, like, I I wrote down that he's, like, a very proud busybody, kind of like a, a Karen kind of character that wanted to send the manager a load of cheese. (laughs) So he made a giant cheese. Let's talk about this cheese. I thought you were going to say Lester talk about this cheese. Lester talk about this cheese. Just to get an idea of how much cheese Meacham made, it was around four feet in diameter and two feet tall. Jesus. That's okay, a, yeah, that's... That's like a That's big, more than your average gift basket. Yeah, it's kind of like almost the size of like this sofa kind of yeah. cheese. Yeah. But like round, you know. <laughs> so before sending this giant cheese to Jackson, Meacham exhibited the cheese in Utica, New York, and stories of it began to circulate. So like... America has this thing back then before that like, entertainment they used to like do it exhibitions and parades they love a parade so like, they'd show whatever the new biggest thing is and in this case it was cheese <laughs> so he wa- marked oh, his giant cheese down the streets we should <laughs> <laughs> was it like on a float did they sort of yeah down yeah street? so they'd have it on a float and they'd have streamers and banners and everyone would be like <laughs> bigger than Jesus look at this cheese and everyone would be Cheering. like oh look at the cheese <laughs> so in the New Hampshire Sentinel on December the 10th 1835 a story emerged here's a quote from it Mr T.S. Meacham exhibited in this city on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week a cheese weighing £1,400 made from the milk of 150 cows for four days at his dairy in Sandy Creek, Oswego County. It bore the following inscription to Andrew Jackson, President of the United States. He also exhibited a national belt, got up with much taste, presenting a fine bust to the President, surrounded by a chain of 24 states united and linked together. This belt is intended for a wrapper to the mammoth cheese when presented to the president. <laughs> <laughs> so it was this belt that was wrapped around this giant wheel of cheese. That should be like the new like Welsh Strongest Man competition. 
What? <laughs> like strapping a big belt and like <laughs> wanging loads of cheese for him. I love how like newspapers were written in this era. I've got quite a few newspaper quotes because they're quite enjoyable. <laughs> so Meacham also made five other slightly smaller cheeses, which were only around £700 each, only, yeah. <laughs> that he distributed to other politicians, including Vice President Van Buren and William Macy, the governor of New York. Meacham, with the intent of generation of good publicity for his dairy industry, transported the enormous cheeses with great showmanship. In some towns, the enormous cheeses were paraded on a wagon decorated with flags. <laughs> in New York City, the cheeses were displayed to curious crowds at the Masonic Hall. The cheese for Jackson was shipped to Washington on a schooner, which I believe is like, is that like a boat or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's like an old-timey tr- like transport barge. Yeah, 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 one of those. And the president gracefully accepted it at the White House. Jackson issued a letter of profuse thanks to Meacham on January the 1st, 1836. Here's a part of that letter. <laughs> I beg you, sir, to assure those who have united with you in the preparation of these presents, in honour of the Congress of the United States and myself, that they are truly gratifying as an evidence of the prosperity of our hard yeomanry in the state of New York, who engage in the labour of the dairy. So he was well chuffed with getting his cheese. Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, that look how great we are at making cheese in this country. Thank you for this gift. Make America cheese again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the name of this episode is going to be. <laughs> so now the cheese is sitting in the White House. What exactly do you do with a £1,400 wheel of cheese? Slowly hack away at it. Well, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. What type of cheese is it? I'm assuming it's like a, I don't know if you'd call it a cheddar. It's like probably a quite a hard a cheese. Hard, yeah. And it's been shipped overseas, so it's it's old. It's going to be quite hard. Well, yeah. it's, it's been shipped up the river. I'd get yeah. like slats to like hold it up, a couple of candles underneath. Oh, right. a bit of cheese, Melt bit of like bread. a fond- right, okay. yeah. You need a yeah. fucking big candle yeah. for yeah. what? <laughs> 1,400 pounds of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one. So... It stayed sat in the White House for a year, <laughs> maturing like a fine, mature cheddar. <laughs> of course, the White House staff didn't know what to do with it. It was put into a room out of sight for a year. <laughs> so it was like, just fucking get rid Half of this huge block of cheese. Yes. <laughs> Slowly turned into blue cheese. <laughs> Some people claim that on a warm day, you could smell the cheese several blocks away <laughs> from the White House. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and it was described as an evil-smelling horror. <laughs> you imagine how bad the White House smells Damn. at this point. Fuck I'm, I'm going to get into it a bit more because they had a bit of a clean-up after the cheese. Oh, <laughs> Are people eating it? They will start eating it, yeah. They will start they eating it. it's already been there a year. you can smell it three streets away. Well, yeah, that's, everyone's like... So, fucking... but for the first year, no one's eating it. For the first it. year, they was like, just hide it in the back room over there. <laughs> we'll just deal with it another time. Just close the door and walk away. Yeah. Okay. It's not tangy enough yet. <laughs> So Jackson would give away large pieces of his cheese to guests or anyone that would visit, but he was running out of time and he had barely made a dent. Jackson's presidential term was coming to an end in 1937. And... 1937? Must be 1837. I don't know. Fucking email me, tell me I'm wrong. So he did the most logical thing. 
he threw a leaving reception. So back <laughs> in this time, 18 or 1937, 1837, right, he, um, the White House used to be a lot more open than it is now. Anyone could walk in off the street. There was See, no- Boris could have just had another Christmas party. Yeah. Wife, <laughs> he could have got rid of that. The Tories would have loved this policy. But no, like literally anyone could come in off the street and want to say, I want to talk to the president. And then yeah. they'd be like, yeah, right, have a word with them. And they, used, and they used to throw these social well, gatherings. It's, it's, it's pre-9-11. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there obviously weren't these gates and security or anything. It was just a big open building that anyone could come in and essentially party. Come in, take a bit of cheese, have a little chat with the president. A few Jaeger bombs and some Class A's. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's, sorry, that's Downing Street. <laughs> yeah, that's <too> <laughs> so the Washington newspaper of the time, the Globe, advertised this event. The New York present is nearly four foot in diameter, two feet thick, and weighs fourteen hundred pounds. It was transported through the state of New York with a great parade to the place where it was shipped. It reached Washington, accompanied with a splendidly painted emblematic envelope. We understand the present designs to offer this great cheese, which is finely flavoured and in fine preservation, to his fellow citizens who visit him on Wednesday next. On Wensleydale. (laughs) The New York present will be served up in the hall of the president's mansion. Excellent. So he had this big party planned. Cheese feast. The reception was held on George Washington's birthday, (laughs) which would often be celebrated in 19th century America. The gathering was quoted as being crowded to excess. (laughs) Everyone's there for a bit of the cheese. I I saw one article that quoted around 10,000 people being there. (laughs) Yeah, 10,000 people (laughs) queuing up to eat cheese. Allegedly, there were so many people that People who could not fit in through the doors were climbing through the windows. Just for a piece of cheese. So it's the White House and God knows how many members of the public have come not only to say goodbye to the president but to grab a piece of cheese. <laughs> climbing through the windows. <laughs> Maybe it's they're all the people that live nearby and they've just been smelling it for a year and they know today's the day. You know yeah, what? Yeah, I've been smelling I've been smelling this for a year and I can't wait to finally get my greasy hands on it. cheese heist at this point. (laughs) So Jackson, reaching the end of eight controversial years as president, was described as looking extremely feeble. The cheese, however, was a hit. (laughs) It was very popular with the crowd, though some reports said it had a shockingly strong (laughs) odour, as I would imagine a 1,400-pound, over-one-year-old cheese that, let's not forget, has not been refrigerated at all. I'm, like, annoyed that, you know, today is New Year's Eve, Liam bought some cheese, like, three days before Christmas. Have we got any? It's in the fridge. Oh, bring it out. But I'm, like, annoyed that it smells already, (laughs) and I want it gone, like, out of the fridge, so... There's only... There's a little bit of brie left. (laughs) Oh, But that's the thing, like, with Washington, it was quite a humid part of the country, especially in the summer... So just imagine a block of che- fourteen hundred pounds of cheese just sitting there unrefrigerated for a year. <laughs> when the so I've just read this next bit. When the cheese was served, there arose an exceedingly strong smell, so strong as to overpower a number of dandies and lackadaisical ladies, according to local newspaper reports. 
<laughs> so just imagine, <laughs> so just imagine people were fainting and oh, oh the cheese. <laughs> that was a really good American accent. <laughs> yeah, but they would have had kind of British accents back yeah, then. Probably would have been, yeah. I found another quote which has an absolutely fantastic description of cheese being eaten by a crowd. Go on. For hours did a crowd of men, women and boys hack at the cheese, <laughs> many taking large hunks of it away with them. When they commenced, the cheese weighed 1,400 pounds and only a small piece was saved for the president's use. The air was redolent with cheese, the carpet was slippery with cheese and nothing else was talked about at Washington that day. Even the scandal about the wife of the President's Secretary of War was forgotten in the tumultuous <laughs> jubilation of that great occasion. <laughs> so this is great. Like if Boris he wants... sent the cheese to himself then. Didn't he? <laughs> this was all like one big cover. He's like fucking high on cheese when he wrote yeah. that. No, look, my thought of this was there's obviously some sort of affair between one of the wives of his Secretary of War. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Boris, next time a scandal comes up, instead of hiding in the fridge, he can like wheel out cheese at Downing Street and then be like, well, don't forget about this. <laughs> I don't know if I can see Boris giving out cheese. Yeah, I wouldn't no, eat Boris's cheese. Oh, God. Boris's cheese is just not a nice. Boris's sentence. cheese. Boris's cheese. Ooh. No, thank you. By the end of the party, there wasn't much of the cheese left. However, <laughs> surprisingly, 10,000 people all fucking loving that cheese. I just, oh, you wouldn't eat it, would you? I wouldn't oh, eat that. I don't know. I think I would just say it was there. I'd need to smell it. <laughs> you know, like these big... The just cheese hysteria would hit. These big events in history, like the first atom bomb, 9-11, <laughs> the great what, wheel sorry, of cheese. What, sorry, you wanted to be at 9-11? Yeah, no, it's just these, so no not that I want to be there. I don't want to be at the atomic bomb either. But you remember where you were. Do you remember where you were on cheese day? Cheese um, not day. alive. <laughs> However, so there wasn't much cheese left. However, some of the cheese would crumble in the carpets and even stain the walls. When Martin Van Buren became the next president, he would claim that even after the party, the smell of cheese plagued the White House for months afterwards. Oh, God. So I've got another excerpt from a document, a letter by a wife of, the sen- of a senator that discusses this cheese problem. The White House has been put in order by its present occupant and is vastly improved. Van Buren says he had a hard task to get rid of the smell of cheese and in the room where it was cut, he had to air the carpet for many days to take away the curtains and to paint and whitewash before you could get the victory over it. Not the last time they'll whitewash, is it? <laughs> he has another cheese like that which General Jackson had cut and says he knows not what to do with it. <laughs> You remember that Meacham gave him a cheese as well, a £700 cheese. What a foolish thing for a man to have made such a present to him or anyone else. (laughs) So it's just this deep thing like, why would anyone make this cheese? Do you reckon that's why there's a brand of cheese called President? Is that not French? Oh, okay. It might not be French, I mean... Do you reckon this is after him? Because it's round as well. Isn't it? <laughs> well, most it's cheese is round. It does come uh, naturally round. Cheddar. You can get it, get it's on a rectangle. Yeah. It's because it's cut from big round blocks. Oh, <laughs> I true, don't yeah. know. I'm not it's, a cheese connoisseur. Well, Andrew Jackson was. <laughs> I mean, oh, I can't think of the word. 
funny opinion. I don't really like cheese. You don't like cheese? No. Fu- you, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, I like, I'm very basic bitch with cheese. I like cheddar. <laughs> I like parmesan and mozzarella. Feta. Anything. Feta's nice. Feta. Feta. Anything apart from that is a bit exotic. <laughs> Not really a fan. I fucking love cheese. I love cheese. If I could like live off cheese, that would be like, our diet. Just like, 100% cheese. So yeah, 10,000 people raided the White House for cheese. They had to paint the walls to get rid of the smell. That's the story. I like imagining like the coup that happened recently and like that Viking guy sort of oh, like, yeah, being yeah. at the front of it, like, give me the cheese! <laughs> and kind of picturing him. And the guy sitting in like that office with his feet up on the desk. Yeah. And in the background, there's just a <laughs> fuck-off giant wheel of cheese. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story. That's the story of Andrew Jackson's cheese that we briefly mentioned in the so Bell Witch I episode. I thought it was all about he took like the cheese with him wherever he went and was that no. a Okay. I think I might have misremembered the story when I told it briefly. Yeah. But this, this was the true story of Andrew Jackson's cheese. <laughs> wow. I think I agree with the last guy. The, the dude that made all of the cheese in the first place is quite clearly insane. He just loved cheese and dairy. He just wanted to make a giant one. You know, it's almost like because at one point you pointed out that the guy supported Jackson's opposite. He didn't actually support mm. him. It's almost like he made a giant cheese as a very public gift that the president wouldn't be able to do anything with. And yeah, would haunt him and make the White House stink for a year. It's, I think it's, that was the exact point. Is that what the point was? Do you not think? No, I don't know if it was that. I think he just wanted to say, like, this is what our dairy industry in New York's capable well, this of. Is the Here's thing, like, this giant cheese. You can say he's insane, but really he's a genius because you're never forgetting that guy, are you? Well, Ever. we're talking about this story like a hundred and something yeah. years later. Yeah, you're never forgetting the guy that sent however many pounds of cheese to the White House. So that's what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. viral marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the earliest viral marketing campaigns was this cheese because it was rolled through all the cities and towns from um, New York to Washington. Imagine it being your job, the guy that has to like air the carpet and curtains of cheese. <laughs> you have to paint the walls to get rid of the smell of shit. <laughs> oh, the people that have to clean up in the White House have far worse to do. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Good following point. the last um, administration, I dread to think what they found in there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of Andrew Jackson's cheese. Thank you. I love it. I thought we'd have a non- yeah. I mean, happy twenty twenty two. Happy twenty twenty two. We thought we'd start it with a non spooky story. It's still highly strange. It is highly strange. So it does fall within our bracket, Out which push. is loosening <laughs> by the week. Yeah. <laughs> but we are um, back to normal next week. Oh, yes, we've got a good one coming next. We've got a good one, yes. Yeah. It's like, you're going to have that three weeks in a row of me running a story. Well, it'll work out four, won't it? Because, oh, no. No, it's three. No, sorry. No, it will. Because you did Christmas. Yeah. This one. Yeah. And then your next one is two part. It is two part, which we wasn't going to tell the audience until. Spoilers. That was going to be a surprise, but it's going to be a two part. 2022 two part. There you go. Yeah. We totally planned oh, that. Sorry if I've ruined that for everyone. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Go eat some cheese. Go in the cheese room. I don't want to eat any fucking cheese. I don't like it. <laughs> well, anyway, have a happy new year. Have a happy new year. Massive cheese. Yeah. Enjoy it. Be happy. Be healthy. Be safe. Get ready for the year of Highly Strange. Yeah. We're going to be big. 
as big as that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be willed in. <laughs> um, find us on Instagram, Highly Strange Pods. Email us yeah. at highlystrangepod at gmail.com. Um, on Facebook. You can now review us on Spotify. Oh, I can't do that on my Spotify. See, that's the thing. Like, I've seen some people at work that can. They've shown if me they've can, done it. If you can, like do five it. five stars. <laughs> if you can't, wait until you can. Oh. If you can't, do it on iTunes instead. Yeah. Share with your friends. Sweet. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>